0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code Wondery at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Schmo Zone Podcast, episode number 61. I'm Dave Schmollenson, aka The Schmo. My co-host is
0: Helen Ye with Helen Ye Sports.
1: There it is. And we are here, back at it, another week. Exciting guest. Mackenzie Dern, man, she jumped up. She's now the number five-ranked UFC strawweight. She will be joining us shortly. Impressive victory. Another performance bonus, beating Nina Nunez over there at UFC Vegas 23. So we will play that for you shortly. And, yeah, another exciting week.
0: Yeah, another exciting week, uh, upcoming week of fights and previous weekend of great fights, which it was a bit different because it was a daytime fight card that we covered.
1: Yes. So, this weekend, I thought we'd have a little dilemma here. Is it, do we go to the Ben Askren-Jake Paul boxing fight in Atlanta, or we have Calvin Gaslam against Robert Whitaker, which is a fight I was super stoked for a couple years back. Glad the cards fell the way they did, and we get to see this uh, fight actually unfold, um, which Marvin Vittori beat uh, this weekend. We were there against Kevin Kevin. Holland. Uh, Well, I want to get to that storyline shortly, because teammates marvin Vittorian, and calvin Gaslum, potential showdown there which i think is not talked about enough but we can get to that shortly uh we don't have the issue though of having to go to atlanta because there are no media allowed at the Triller event so uh we'll make sure that we watch that inside the ufc apex while watching um ufc vegas 24 calvin Gastelum, robert whitaker
0: do you think a lot of people will be watching that fight
1: I think a lot of people will be watching that fight, uh, especially from the MMA community side. They're going to chair. We're going to chair for their own Ben Askren. That's got to be there. And then uh, just this whole other side, people will be chairing for and against Jake Paul. Let me rephrase this. I'm not cheering for Ben Askren, and I'm not cheering for Jake Paul. I'm cheering for pure entertainment because that's exactly what this is. I just want to see a great fight, and I really don't have a dog in the fight as in who wins. I just want to be entertained, and I feel like I'm going to be entertained by this fight.
0: I feel like I've already been entertained just watching this build up to that fight, starting with when we interviewed Ben and we brought him to our upcoming studio. Right. And then also that press conference. I mean, Ben Askren, I must say has done a stellar job at promoting this event and making it very entertaining. Even today, I, I think on his Instagram, he posted like about a face mask and you just, you know, there's like a,
1: I'm surprised it took so long for yeah. someone to have like the little zip up <laughs> so you could sip a coffee or drink a water or anything like that. Uh, during, uh, you know wearing a mask without taking the straps off your ears so i mean yeah he's pure entertainment jake paul is also pure entertainment so it's gonna be great but uh we get the best of both worlds because we get to watch the ufc fights this weekend
0: yes i we've been waiting a while for that because this is they were booked before and then unfortunately i know um i believe robert whitaker he got ill that weekend so then now Uh, Here we are, 2021, and that fight's happening.
1: And what's crazy, too, because that's what led to the interim fight between Calvin Gastelum and Israel Adesanya, just that matchup never materializing in atlanta at ufc 236
0: and you just had your two-year anniversary of asking the press and, conference, and
1: that was a, that was about it two was years that ago that? so yeah. it was a, the anniversary that was two years ago that that fight an amazing fight so the question i have for everybody listening is uh, who are passionate mma fans listening is who fought israel adesanya better marvin vittori when he was young 20 something or calvin gaslum
0: Well, when you mentioned that and earlier you mentioned the fact that eventually would they ever could they ever fight each other because they're both up there in the ranks. You spoke to Marvin, and did he kind of give you a clear answer when you spoke to him the other day?
1: Marvin's an intense guy. I was <laughs> the one to interview him after he'd weighed in, after the Kabata bread was stolen by Kevin Holland. Kevin Holland stole his Kabata bread before the face sauce. It's good bread, it's, huh? it's great. Great antics. Love that, too. And Kabata bread is good bread. Very tasty for those bread enthusiasts out there. Is it there. or ciabatta? Maybe it's Chibata. I can't uh, speak. I
0: kabata, ciabatta, kabata ciabatta. Tomato, tomato.
1: It doesn't matter because it both tastes good. So, I think that I alluded to it. I'm like, hey, you know, you take care of business. You know, Calvin uh, takes care of business against Robert Whitaker. Assuming that happens, like, who gets precedent to fight Israel Adesanya next? Because both those guys put their names in the hat. Both those guys share the same gym, same the share the same head coach in Rafael Cordero, Kings MMA, Huntington Beach, and also share the same manager in Ali. It's good problems to have, and those two I can't imagine would fight each other unless a belt is on the line, but it's going to be very interesting to see if Calvin beats Robert Whitaker, and he beats him convincingly. Like, you can make an argument for him because, yes, Marvin was impressive, but it, took, it went all five rounds and went to a decision. And it was a lopsided decision, but it wasn't a finish. You know, it, it still took 25 minutes. So it'd be interesting to see what happens next for the opponent of Israel Adesanya because Israel said, he's told this to me in the press conference, the most deserving would be Darren Till if he beats uh, Marvin Vittoria, which obviously didn't happen because Darren Till got injured.
0: Hopefully, his collarbone is healing up okay. But if you're Israel, I mean, you have options.
1: It's a good thing to have. And and if you're the UFC, if you're the matchmakers, you're Dana White. This is good. This is a good problem to have. It's competitive. Um, I'm excited to see what happens with Paulo Costa next because I think Derek Brunson's been calling him out nonstop. Um, So... Maybe that's that fight next in that situation. But things are starting to shape their way out in the middleweight division. I know Edmund Shabazian, who Derek Brunson beat recently, he's got a fight coming up here uh, shortly. There's a lot of good things shaping up in the UFC middleweight division, along with other divisions like the bantamweight division, which you know I'm excited for too. Randomly, you know I'm excited May eighth, TJ Dillashaw uh, against Co- uh, Corey Sanhagen. I'm very excited for that fight. I know that's a few weeks down the road, but I just want to throw that out there. And then obviously we will be in Jacksonville, UFC two sixty one, three championship fights. Very excited for that. I'm, I'm, life is good if you're an MMA fan.
0: Exactly. So many great things ahead. But kind of circling back to you mentioning TJ Dillashaw, I think, do you kind of have that soft spot because he was one of, was he one of the first or the first that you've interviewed when you first kind of came in this MMA space? Because I know your background, we all know, was NFL, NBA.
1: Yeah, I, of course I have a soft spot for TJ Dillashaw. So that's why you said that. Uh, he was the first MMA fighter, UFC fighter for that matter too, that I've ever interviewed. I have ever done the schmo versus the pro with and the schmo and the pro with. You know, he embraced the character, open arms. I trained with him. He beat the crap out of me uh literally he really did yeah your knee uh, yeah he, he Is beat it him still in. it's great but it's not hurting and actually okay. great segue into that uh, let's talk about today's sponsors i'm wearing the shirt i got the the fusion cbd sports water it's fusion cbd products i got the instant freeze we just did a workout i rub this stuff on my knees after the workouts i mean cbd post recovery it's the way to go love using their products fusioncbdproducts.com 20% off using the promo code Schmo check it out. And yeah, I mean, my knees healed. I did PRP treatment and obviously using a healthy regimen, the CBD, it truly helps me. And um, we did have an intense workout this morning because i you've been listening to the podcast. We know Helen is training for the Olympic trials. So we train together with a really strong trainer weekly and Helen is getting stronger every week. So I have to make sure that she doesn't beat me in the Metcons uh, because then I won't hear it for the entire week. And to date, she hasn't. Knock on wood. So I have to be intense, and uh, I use my CBD to recover.
0: You only beat me by what thirty seconds today?
1: If the weights were even, it would be a different story. But you're right. We can say you I, only well, thirty seconds.
0: If the weight, if I could lift the weights that you could lift, which hopefully eventually, then I would have. I would probably. Be able to qualify for the Olympic trials then.
1: I would hope you'd place and get a medal, you know, whether it's bronze, silver, gold. Then I'd be
0: an Olympian. I mean, one step at a time, but definitely putting all my effort, everything that I have into it. So at least the uh, strength and conditioning side, because we all know, unfortunately, pools are still not truly open to the public or a swim team. So just kind of been on my own with that right now.
1: Yes, I, we're doing what we can given the circumstances, but things seem to be opening up and on the up and up and the other sponsor for today's podcast, you wear their products. I wear their products, sheath underwear, the most comfortable underwear ever worn in my life the anatomical isolation that separates the balls and the shaft really cool unique packaging uh, obviously you don't have that as a female but the material is extremely comfortable stretchy elastic it's fantastic robert patton the guy who created it iraq war veteran hot muggy over there balls sticking to the skin how can we fix this he's he engineers something he's innovative he creates the sheath product love the story behind it i rep it michael Bisbing's the one who got me onto it so check him out sheathunderwear.com promo code schmo 20 percent off you won't be disappointed
0: and if you do have a special lady in your life you're not out of luck because like david mentioned they do make a great women's line i love it it's really comfortable and it's cute
1: stylish very stylish. So check it out. And today's guest is Mackenzie Dern. She jumped a lot of spots. We're gonna ask her who she wants to fight next, when she wants to get back at it. We're gonna talk to her about all the things uh, that are potent, are important for her riding this four-fight winning streak
0: and the upcoming title fight between John Wei Lee and Rose Namajunas right around the corner.
1: Let's start. The interview. One, two, three, four. Today's guest is the number five ranked UFC strawweight in the world. She's coming off her four straight victory, beating Nina Nunez at UFC Vegas 23. And I believe three of those four victories have been performance of the nights and first round submissions. The one and only Mackenzie Dern. Thanks for joining us.
2: Yay. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm so happy. This is like the first interview I'm doing after the fight, you know, so I'm really happy and um yeah i'm excited to answer the questions and and really tell like kind of people where i'm thinking to be the champ and what's in the future
1: i appreciate that yeah you jumped six spots in the ranking and let's start off with that how do you feel a few days after coming off an amazing and impressive performance the other night
2: yeah, I think the biggest thing going into this fight was like, oh, man, I don't know if, I'll, if I will really jump up, you know, kind of just the unknown of what the rank, the guys at the ranking will do. But uh, when I found out this morning, okay, number five in my weight class in the 12th in like uh, all the weights, you know, I got really happy about that. And yeah, I'm just so so excited. Um, I think I showed a great performance. If, if it was like maybe a dog fight and we win the three rounds, maybe I wouldn't have jumped so so high, you know, so I'm really, you know, glad with the submission. And I think that kind of made a big statement for the rest of the girls in the division, hopefully.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, I mean, like David said too, such a great performance. Even afterwards, I texted your coach, Jason Perillo, and I said, wow, like she looks amazing in there. Did that kind of go out like how you expected it to play out?
2: Yeah, that was our strategy, you know, was kind of pressure and obviously take Nina down um she's a striker so we do we didn't want to like stay three rounds and maybe get you know a broken nose again or something like that so we definitely knew the way when this fight was going to be uh going to the ground but even like talking with you know jason for example when i am when i got like i heard her i think maybe one or two punches not that i heard her but i felt the punch land and then i get too excited you know so that's kind of the thing that we say like oh we really want to work on that for when i fight you know, the champ or to go for the championship belt is, belt is to have that, you know, you feel when you're hurting the person and not, you know, risk, you know, a bad position or something going in, getting too excited. So just kind of, you know, controlling that. So, I've, of course, it's good to get a first round submission. And I think I'm uh, the most uh, submissions in first round for the women's division. So I'm really happy with that. But it's good to be able to test your boxing and see where you need to get better. And we don't have that chance, you know. So I know in a boxing standpoint to see if we're ready for the, you know, the best of the best. uh, Fight like this doesn't really give you too much to work on, to work with, you know. But um, just back in the the gym and, and work on everything, right?
1: After your loss and your only loss in the UFC to Amanda Hebas, it seems like you've just improved so much, not just physically, but mentally. What would you say has been the biggest change overall to all the success that you've been having?
2: I think the mindset. The mindset is the most, um, you know, like, important thing, I think, for all the fighters. So I kind of got this rhythm that, you know, I'm at a good I was at Black House still with Amanda Rivas and and Hannah Cipher, so um, now I'm just at a good stru- structure. I kind of got in my mind, okay, I need a new coach. I need to um, to be at a good place in my in my career, in my life, so that way my career will you know really take. Now I feel like my days in jiu-jitsu when I won all my world titles and things like that that's what I feel I'm, I'm getting that rhythm now in MMA you know so if it's the same as jiu-jitsu I think we'll have good results you know so I really I know what it, I know what you need to be the best of course it's a different sport but um but yeah I think I'm really starting to just be in a good mindset and not overconfident I respect all my all my opponents but yeah I've, I'm, I'm getting that confidence in in my whole personal life.
1: And I was talking to Helen before we started this interview and all respect to the karate hottie Michelle Waterson, but I think you've solidified yourself in a position to become the first female UFC champion that's given birth that has a child. Um, What does that mean to you to be in contention for that? And we can get into who you want as your next opponent and what the lineage would look like. But what does that feeling mean to you? Is that a real special thing that holds true to you? Is that an aspiration of yours? Where does that stack on the career accomplishments? Because you have the degree, the pedigrees in jiu-jitsu, as you mentioned before.
2: Yeah, I don't think it's um, so so important to be the first you know i i think even like when my jiu-jitsu days me always trying to accomplish things that maybe no one has accomplished i was never like oh i'm gonna be the first to maybe dethrone someone who hadn't you know had not had been undefeated things like that but i always had in my mind it's possible you know so the same with mom champ i know it's possible you know i know i i believe i'll do it one day you know if i'll be the first or not it's you know it's not that wasn't the biggest thing for me. But like I said, the things are just kind of flowing and I'm kind of like, okay, maybe I will be the first, you know, as long as I'm focused on myself, you know, the, look how things are happening. So um, yeah, if I'm the first or not, just accomplishing, you know, being a mom champ is is a huge accomplishment, you know, it's like everything we work for. And I think people, even, I mean, I'm even going to post, you know, my, from one fight to the next, uh, my my transformation physically wise. And I think people will see like, man, when I came into the FC, I was this girl that's just kind of like having fun, and you know had some talent, but you know just living life, like fighting to make some money to go party, and that's it, you know, and kind of enjoying that that time. And now it's like, okay, she's focused and she's taking this serious. And her daughter did kind of this whole transformation to her. So I think it's cool that people have been following me from my be- the beginning of my UFC career, so now, and I think they really enjoy that that change. I think everyone goes through that, you know, like their phases in life and it's really, really cool. So hopefully I can get that mom champ and, and yeah.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And speaking of being a mother, how do you think your motivation and your drive has changed from before? And then now after giving birth and being a mom?
2: Oh, I think it, um, can we repeat the question? I think it, um, the, connection
0: that. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, How has your motivation and your drive compare from before to now after giving birth and being a mom?
2: Oh, it's so much. So just the changes. I, I think I had, I talked with you guys, like maybe my first fight coming back, you know, and everything's she's like, Oh, if you have a bad day, you know, being with your daughter, it's like, Oh, and that's why this fight was so important to me with Nina. Cause even after the fight, I know what she was going through. I know that her going back home and staying at the hotel with her baby, with Reagan and Amanda, it's like, man, she's just going to be a better fighter. So, um, yeah, you just kind of stop um, giving importance to things that aren't important, you know, like a uh, bad day of training, things like that. You, you find the, the true motivation to things. And my daughter is like, I never have to look for motivation. You know, It's always motivating all the time. So I think that's the biggest change from before having a baby and now being a mom.
1: I have to ask you this random question. I know you're at Ruka. Michael Bisping, he's been making appearances there. I've seen you in the videos. What was the interaction like with him and Luke Rockhold? Was it as peachy as it seemed to be on social media? Was there any <laughs> kind of hesitation before they embraced and they hugged it out? What was that interaction like?
2: No, no, it was, it was good. You know, they're both kind of like, like um, taking little jabs at each other, you know, but in a, in a fun, you know, kind of like, hey, we, what experience we had with each other and stuff like that, you know, and look where we are, you know, both at the same gym and training. So yeah, definitely in good, good terms. And just playing with each other was, was funny. Everyone's like kind of feeling, everyone's training, you know, but looking in the side of their eyes, you know, like in the corner of the eye to see like, okay, really what's going to happen, you know? So it was good.
1: It's good to hear from those two because they're great yeah. personalities.
0: <laughs> well, speaking of Ruka, what's the biggest thing that you've learned from coach Jason Perillo since you've started working with him?
2: Oh, with coach Jason Kurilman, he's making me see boxing as I see jujitsu, you know, like really understanding it and understanding that okay, you have setups and you try and get the person to go to one way and you just start kind of melting things together. So he's really, I think, the best coach out there. You know, I don't know if he's like that with every single person, but with me, he really brought me understanding. He knew how to make me understand uh, the stand-up in a way that I understand my jiu-jitsu, you know, how I think about jiu-jitsu, you know, so he understands that I think a lot. I'm always like questioning everything, you know, and have these doubts. And now I can just train and relax. And I feel like one day he always told me, you know, like one day, I hope that I can do a fight and he won't have to say anything, you know, like you can just be like, yeah, you know, and I'll be able to just feel everything and know when to slip and when to take down and when to, you know, counter the counters or, you know, and things and all these things. So, really showed me like true potential that I have as a striker and being a striker, blending that into my ground game. You know, he's not trying to make me a striker, a hundred percent striker, like things like that, but he's really giving me the confidence to, um to connect my striking with my, with my grappling, since I hate wrestling really. <laughs>
1: Yeah, what we see in the evolution, just from being cage side and the UFC apex, you're comfortable to take the fight where it goes, not to force it. Like if you obviously if the fight's on the ground, we know where you dominate, but you're not afraid to stand at the test of the waters. And you've been evolving every single time. So we see that. So let's get to you and let's get to the next step with you. You jumped all the way to number five in the rankings. If we look at number six, there's Marina Rodriguez. There's Carla Espaza at uh, four below you. Jan Xiaonan, Joanna Young-Jacek, who went off of probably the greatest fight I saw of 2020, if not one of the greatest fights I've ever seen against the champ uh, Wei Lee. So my question to you is of those names that I just mentioned, is there anyone that you like stylistically that you'd want to fight? Because I imagine this next fight, you want it to be for a title elimina- eliminator fight.
2: Yeah, definitely. I don't know. I don't know how strict they are. You know, uh, I know Nina, she had came off a loss before me. So um, really, like if they have a, I imagine the winner, a lot of things are going to happen right in the next couple of weeks. You know, we have Carla with a uh, young Shin- China and I think you say her name yeah. and, um, you know, Rose with. Zhang Weili, so a lot of things are going to happen in that top four, I'm really excited to see um, and hopefully, you know, kind of I I believe who wins between Kali and maybe they'll go to fight for the belt between who wins of Rose and Zhang Weili but maybe I fight who loses, you know I, I was thinking about that, who loses between them or who loses like from the champ and if it's the champ or Rose, whoever loses between them uh, to fight, but you, Joanna, she doesn't have a fight um, scheduled you know, and even if it's like, I don't know Marina or someone kind of I really wanted to someone in front of me so um I hopefully no matter what happens that the fights these in the next couple of weeks no one gets too injured so they can fight pretty soon because I really want to kind of get one more fight in um in the next 3 months 4 months something like that to stay active you know I think I have this momentum that I don't want to take too much time off you know I really want to take advantage of that so hopefully if someone doesn't get too badly injured whoever loses they'll they want to like try and jump back in and really show that they're still you know still there in the rankings and the, t- the title contender and things like that so we'll see one of one of the the girls that will happen the next the next couple weeks
0: and looking at that title uh, fight coming right around the corner how do you see that one playing out between Rose and Zhang Weili
2: yeah I think Zhang Weili should keep the title and I think if anyone can do it it's Rose because when I look at Zhang Weili I think okay I would try to submit her you know I wouldn't want to try to stay standing up with her uh for five rounds things like that and I know that Rose has some crazy submission submission um game you know she has those long legs she does like flying arm bars and things like that so I really believe if there's anyone that in my mind strategically wise can beat Zhang Weili I think it's Rose but I think Zhang Weili she just has such a good momentum in her life she's she looks I mean, I I don't judge like social media and things like that, but all the time it's just posts like training, 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 training. training. She just seems so focused, you know. So um, I think it's kind of hard to take her off the the throne right now. But I think I think Rose can do it. But I think Zhang Wei, Zhang Wei Li will end up keeping the the belt a little bit longer.
1: And how about the fight a few weeks from now as well, Carla Sparza against Yan Xiaonan? Yeah, and
2: you know, I think I'm seeing like Carla Sparza, She's kind of um you know kind of got this wave and she she's she looks like she's kind of gotten momentum again she was that champ then she lost a couple fights and then she was kind of I felt like seeing her fights you know she was kind of doing okay but and now I feel like she's starting to come back and really get a rhythm and and you know lose, use her experience that she has in the division she's man the first the first champ of the division she opened up the division for us you know so um I think she knows what it takes to be the champ again, and she really wants that. So I think that Carla's going to end up um, beating Chan- Yang Shainan. But um, just with her wrestling, her takedowns, I think she's really on point right now. Um, and from the fights I saw of Young Shen, I-, I saw some openings for takedowns and things like that, you know? So um, I really think that Carla's going to have her experience and-, and take the win in that fight.
0: Now you mentioned social media and whatnot. I follow you on social media and I saw your recent posts of your daughter and Amanda and Nina's daughter, and they were kind of helping each other walk. What was that experience just seeing, you know, the bond of the daughters?
2: Yeah, it's so pure. You know, you can tell that they don't have like any, you know, it's like no racism, no, no nothing. You know, they don't see anything. It's just no color and nothing, you know, there's no winning or losing or, you know, who's, cra- you know, they just see like each other. And Moa, for example, she was so excited to be like with the little baby, you know, and helping her and Regan's just watching. And, you know, it's, it's really cool to see that pure love that the kids have and, and like innocence, you know, and everything that they, they do, you know, and I think that's, I'm really lucky that something like martial arts uh, and MMA brought me that, that moment. You know, like, at home or something that was like man at my work I work with this you know and be able to have that at my work something so you know the true meaning I was really 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 special you know and especially with you know Amanda Nunes and Nina Nunes they're such great girls I really admire them and my husband was there my dad was there It was a really cool moment
0: and Mo is turning too soon right coming up in June
2: yeah yep in June
0: already do you have any plans
2: um, well, I don't know. We want to try to take a trip, you know, but if I get a fight, uh, scheduled, then probably we'll stay at home. We'll do like maybe the summer birthday, right. Have like ice cream cake or something, you know, she, she's not big on cakes and things like that, but it's cool that now the birthdays are starting to really start to understand things, you know? So we're really, really excited for her. two years old. I can't believe it. She's not a baby anymore.
0: <laughs> I remember that interview we all did when, um, we were at the gym and she was still a tiny baby. Yeah. Yeah, I, so was
2: before, I think that was before my first fight, right? With the, yeah. her coming back. So she, I fought with four months and I think she was like maybe three months, three and a half months. It was a couple of weeks before. So yeah, she was so small, you know.
1: <laughs> it's crazy how quickly time flies. I have to ask you also, I love the post-fight celebration victory when you jump on the cage. I know the Nevada State Athletic Commission, they frowned upon that. (laughs) Did you feel them tapping you off the back? Did you know that they didn't want you to do that, but you did it anyway because you're in the moment, you're excited, (laughs) another first round victory, and uh, you just did what your heart told you to do? Uh,
2: (laughs) um, I mean, like, I actually, I always said, like, I didn't. I said, I mean, I always wanted to go on top of the cage, you know, of course, with that. <laughs> so it's kind of more, I really wanted to do it. I was like, man, I, now is, hopefully I'll take a big jump, you know, my career on number five. So this is something to be really, really happy about, you know, oh, so I kind of went, I looked at my coach like, it's okay, I can go, you know, he's like, yeah, go, go, thrilling. I was like, yeah, go ahead. Um, so I like went up there, i even went kind of slow, I think, like just climb up, you know, it wasn't like that run and jump up and I got up there, I'm like, okay, it's cool view, you know, but where's Dana? Where's everyone? You know, I wasn't seeing anybody. So I was like, okay, this is like more just, uh, experience for me. So I was really happy with that. And, um, I, yeah, they, as soon as they touch you, I'm like, okay, I'm getting down, I'm getting down, you know, and <laughs> I'll save it for a big event or something like that.
1: <laughs> Do you notice any difference wearing the venom kits versus the Reebok kits? Because you were the first, one of the first, uh, females to, in the cage to be sporting a venom kit.
2: Yeah, it's crazy. When I was trying it on, I'm like, man, I feel like it's kind of stiff a little bit. The, the material is a little bit thicker, you know, so I kind of felt a little bit stiff in it. Um, I was like, oh, I don't know how I'm going to be. And after I started to like, I had to do you know, basically the whole media day without with the outfit on, you know, because it was kind of short time. So they just wait, you know, for the whole media day. And as I was like walking around and stuff like, oh, OK, kind of, you know, as a woman, it keeps everything, you know, good. And I felt I felt like was higher and stuff so I liked it I I, li- I liked it a lot you know and uh, the first shock you know I had seven fights with Reebok so I was kind of like oh it's so different and yeah now that I won and I think it's great
0: <laughs> and you made your UFC debut I believe it was UFC 222 March 2018 mm-hmm. so it's been a little over 3 years what has this journey been like for you
2: yeah it's been such a crazy journey you no know? I think Starting as like i said before you know that kind of young just living the life girl you know and i think i got i got so much maturity in my in my career as a person you know people kind of followed my career like oh wow she's growing up you know she's being more like adult you know and things like that um, having a baby yeah it's like 3 years but i think like i stayed 9 months off you know so it's a lot of ups and downs um but it's it's been really good kind of seeing this um new era of Venom and things like that in the UFC, I'm excited. And I think we're kind of in the middle of changing generations, for, at least for the strawweight division. I think a lot of the kind of the, the last couple of girls that were from the beginning are still in it, you know, but a lot of, I think we have a lot of girls from the Contender Series jumped in. So I think we're kind of at this change of generations for the strawweight division. And I'm really excited of where, how everything worked out in my, in my career. You know, I think that MOA coming at that time was a great time that now i kind of have this opportunity to be fighting for the title pretty soon and welcoming the new contenders maybe in a you know in a couple of years from now um i can welcome them as a as a champion you know, hopefully so i i really i'm really enjoying my whole the whole time in the ufc uh three years seems like so little you know so i think like me and only three years and half of the time i was pregnant and um You know, I kind of have these records that I'm trying to break and I feel like I can accomplish so much in the UFC and maybe be kind of, um, of course, I don't want to be like Ronda Rousey, but be a big figure for the UFC, you know, as a woman and maybe like having Brazil and USA and all these things. So hopefully people identify themselves with my story and that we can, you know, have a lot of success in the UFC more.
1: Hall of Fame aspirations, it sounds like.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> we well, you know it's so much training, you know, so much training to just be kind of like forgotten, you know, as soon as you stop fighting, you know, so you definitely want every, all, everything we're doing now in the training all the time, dedication, um, even the stuff that like my family goes through being part of this, you know, it's definitely to be in there for like of the long run, you know, set set records, Hall of Fame kind of kind of thing.
1: She wants to return three to four months from now. Uh, great opponents lined up ahead of her. We really appreciate you joining us on the Schmo Zone podcast. Any final last message that you want to leave for our audience?
2: Uh, no, just thank you, everyone, for, the, for always watching, for supporting. Um, I hope to always put on a show for everybody. Hi. Sorry, they, someone called me. Sorry. I hope, to okay. put a, <laughs> I hope to always put a show on for everybody. Um, and yeah thank you guys always for having me it's always great to talk to you guys i really enjoy it
1: we appreciate your time enjoy the family enjoy the victory enjoy beautiful california and we'll see you soon
2: yay thank you guys